So, I found this palm in the sanctuary this morning from Palm Sunday. That's pretty cool, like a throwback. We didn't quite clean all the palms up. And it reminded me of Palm Sunday and tied into kind of something I wanted to share today. Um, as you know, these palms were laid down on the road in one of the gospel accounts when Jesus came into Jerusalem. So they kind of made a road for Jesus with these things to walk on. Uh, this is the vision moment uh, that I'm doing once a month now um, where I share a little bit of the vision of where I see us going and what, what I'm hoping for uh, in the Holy Spirit and in God. Uh, this is not going to be the sermon today. Actually, we have a guest speaker, not me, a different guest speaker, um, which I'm really excited about, and I'll introduce you to him. But uh, this is the vision moment. So today we're going to be looking at 1 Corinthians 12, 12 to 27, and this is a passage about the body of Christ. If you'd like to follow along, uh, you're welcome to do that. You can put your hand in the air, and Usher will bring you a Bible if you'd like to read, read along. But the vision moment for today comes from this passage. Uh, some people know this about me, but on the side, or I guess just once in a while, I DJ. I do. I have turntables. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. I know it's a weird thought, yeah, um, to imagine that. I don't tell people that, that uh, try to hire me for their wedding or party that I'm a pastor at first, because then they won't hire me, because uh, we have a bad reputation for not being much fun, apparently, but... Um, but I myself, I assure you, am fun. I really enjoy it. And uh, I got to do one on Friday. And I've, been, I've been a DJ. I tell people I, I was a DJ before I was a pastor, which is absolutely true. So uh, I'm not sure which one I'm more influenced by, you know. I like to keep the sermons bumping. I let the beat drop every once in a while. Blowing your minds. Okay, um, so... A little quote that I came up with this is a quote from me after doing scores of weddings. Maybe one score. <laughs> maybe, let's see, maybe two score weddings. I don't know how many weddings I've done, but, but a significant amount of weddings and the receptions is the DJ ruins the reception or makes it great. And I don't say that because I'm a DJ. I just believe that. Do you agree with me on that? It's too loud and people can't talk. Um, the music is uncomfortably explicit around grandma and grandpa. And people are like, yeah, the young people are having fun. Everyone else is really uncomfortable. DJs can ruin a party. The DJ is too loud and in front. He's like, hey, everybody, you know, and the focus is not on the bride and groom, but on him. And uh, the best advice I ever, I ever got was from Dave Lenahan. He used to be the leader of Youth for Christ. And uh, he kind of uh, helped me out a little bit and, and uh, mentored me a long time ago. And uh, he said, the best thing for a DJ is most of the time that people don't even know you're there and they're having a great time. Um, so, good advice. The DJ certainly can ruin the reception and the photographer ruins after the wedding's over when you get your pictures back. And I, I've seen many people cry when they get their wedding pictures back. They're just so devastated that the photographer ruined it. Uh, this happens. Uh, with the DJ setup, I've gotten pretty good at setting it up, but there's a lot of moving parts. Uh, I have two, two speakers with, uh, with XLR out, outputs on them, uh, inputs on them that plug into a sonic maximizer, which plugs into a, uh, a, a board, a soundboard, which then uh, is plugged into the turntable, which is plugged into my computer. 
Uh, and then, so that's, that's just a very simplified version. There's lots of wires. And then I have my, uh, my light system, you know, the lights. And the smoke machine, you yeah, know, if people like that. And the lights, uh, there, there's two different, uh, two different um, control panels for these. It's called DMX controls, and it's, it's very complicated. You, it's, you have to figure out the language. Actually, Derek Lapp has learned how to do this. He taught himself, and he does our, our lights uh, here at the church. And uh, it's just very complicated, lots of moving parts. So you're, you're being paid to do a wedding, or you're doing it as a favor, whichever one it happens to be. You're at the wedding. I was at a wedding a couple years ago. I got everything set up. And I had gotten lost on the way to the wedding because they gave me the wrong address to the reception. I was the only one there because I was the only one there. There was no one there to meet me. It was in a tent. The electricity was out in the house, which is where the power was coming from. So I had no power. I couldn't test. And there was no one there. And, and, and it was about half an hour before the guests were about to arrive. And so um, finally they came home and, and uh, they got power out to me. But it was very last minute. Got everything plugged in, just like I always do. And it didn't work. All those powerful speakers, uh, awesome bass on them, didn't work. Boom, boom, didn't work. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is terrible. I couldn't figure out what the problem was. But luckily, I had a backup uh, soundboard. So I plugged in the soundboard. You have to have two of everything. Whether you're a photographer or a DJ, you have to have two of everything. Plugged it into the new soundboard, and it worked. And I called, I called customer service the other day on my old soundboard, and the wedding was fine. And uh, it was this tiny little component that was switched off. It got bumped or something, a little connection, and the whole thing did not work. This awesome sound system. And likewise, when one little part of the body isn't working, the whole thing don't work. This is the message of Paul, who uses the metaphor of the human body. Just as one body, though one, has many parts, but all its parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given that one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Paul would have laughed hysterically, finding out that professional paid pastors are the only ones that, you know, in many churches that the staff is what does all the ministry. He would have been shocked. He would have thought it was somewhere between funny and embarrassing. Because um, he thought about the body being made up of all the parts. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, it would not be, not for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not be for that reason, I would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, and the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unrepresentable, unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it. So there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. 
Now you are the body of Christ, and each of you, each one of you, is a part of it. Paul had this vision of the church functioning where every single member did its work. And the metaphor is the body. Uh, we talk about church membership, and we sometimes talk about taking a membership class. When Paul talked about church membership, he was talking about actually being a member of the body, like a body part. And when you take one, part, one body part away, even a tiny component, it's utterly important, and it wrecks the whole thing. It can really bring the whole thing down. Uh, members, each member of the body, now here I'm talking in Paul's way of talking, not talking about taking a membership class and joining the church. I'm talking about membership in a body like this um, is, is an essential part of the body. Each part must do its work or the body suffers. Every member must function in a certain fashion so that the body can work. Imagine go, running a race and all of a sudden losing a small amount of tendon in your ankle. You know, as a runner, that kind of, you know, speaks to me. The whole body falls down. All those strong conditioned parts come to nothing. So what, what, what Corey and I and the staff have been talking about is this idea of, of the whole body, uh, each person in the church playing a part in the body, an active, purposeful role. Uh, and every part in God's eyes is equally important. Uh, the world looks at certain things and says, oh, that's not as important as that. God, as you see in this passage, lifts up and actually gives special honor to the parts that sometimes the world ignores. So what we are saying to you as leadership is that someone who cleans the toilets is as important as the pastor. Many times in the past that has been both the same person <laughs> because the toilets used to be really dirty uh, before we get someone to come clean them. You get the point. We're, we're, we're looking to ask you uh, to think about your part in the body of Christ because it's, it doesn't work unless all the parts are there and functioning. And no part is insignificant. Uh, so so the, the staff has done a team, an amazing team effort. Corey uh, did a ton of background work, a ton of it. Um, Rachel developed some graphics for us. MJ put things in the news sheet. You can see that. And we have developed uh, some easy ways to get involved in your life. As you pray, uh, these are just... Uh, Five different areas that we're looking at and saying these are areas that need uh, some investment and they need to have people in them so the body can move forward. The, so the first area is the welcome team. Uh, and, th and this is just a sampling of things that we need every, every day, every week in the church so the body can be held up. Uh, it's a Sunday morning frontline ministry of the church. Um, including the greeters, which, which would stand at the door and greet our guests, the hospitality team, which, uh, which Jesse is now leading up, but Jesse is going to be leaving very shortly. Um, we, we continue to pray for him and his family. Uh, the hospitality team uh, providing the, the refreshments. People at the welcome desk to welcome people and let people know where things are in the church. And, and ushers to help people uh, get, to their, get to their seats. In the future, this might include a parking lot team, a parking team, uh, and, and something that we've, we've dreamed up is just, just a team of people, and this is something you can see if God speaks to you, to, to come in on Sunday mornings early, go through the sanctuary, sweep up if there's little messes, straighten the chairs, and, and lay hands on each chair and pray for the person that will sit in it and ask the Holy Spirit to do a work. You know, it, we, we were calling it like the chair ministry. <laughs> it's very generic. But like I just, it's something that actually um, we got to do this morning. Um, and it's just an amazing time with God, just when no one's here, it's quiet. 
pray and, and it helps set that atmosphere and at the same time straighten out the chairs. Um, the next area we have is the nursery kids and youth ministry. Again, Jen Veach uh, and her husband Greg in the youth ministry, uh, them working together, have developed an amazing uh, program and there is plenty of ways to get involved in that. You can see that a little bit in your news sheet and, and very much so on the welcome desk. The worship team, uh, Pastor Corey leads the worship team, and, and if you have a heart for worship, you love the music, you play an instrument, you sing, uh, he has a process for working you into the team if, if, if possible. And there's also the audio and video team, which, uh, which has new members now, which we're very excited about, but people that help with the soundboard, with, that, with, with the, uh, the uh, pro presenter. And it doesn't matter if you don't have training, we will train you. Uh, the facility team, the stewards, who uh, oversee the upkeep and maintenance of the building. And this is just tons of stuff from day to day. If you love getting stuff done, it's a great team. They're, do they're doing a lot actively. And then finally, the care ministries. And this is something that Julie Chandler is heading up. And this is very much a deacon-type ministry if you want to get into the biblical verbiage of a a another level of pastoral care helping out people who are sick in the hospital, have uh, life events, deaths in the family, um, getting them meals, transporting, watching their kids, all kinds of stuff like that coordinated by the church. So we've created these five areas with beautiful icons that Rachel Beach got for us. And we're just saying, pray on what part God's calling you to do in the body of Christ so that we can stand strong and stand firm as a church. Um, we, we, every member is vitally important. And God brings all the members together as he sees fit. And you are here for a reason. And I just wanted to give you that message. Pray on it, think on it, and seek God on it. And, and at the welcome desk, we have sign-up sheets for those five areas, and we also have a, a poster that MJ made with all the, all the descriptions on it so you can kind of get familiar with what we're looking at. And if you sign up, we will contact you. It's all about... Again, creating a road for the Holy Spirit to walk on, for, for Jesus to march in and do the work that only he can do. But this infrastructure is what allows it to happen. So that's kind of the vision moment for this month.